0: And we are back. That's right. Back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Another jam-packed media day, media episode. Big pause. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As always, it's your boy, us, <laughs> And I got rocking with me, my brother, my partner in crime. I, as always, stir, fry, to the top. Yes, sir.
1: yo, Good to be back for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Lonzo is he ever going to come back jello ball making his way down to charlotte russell westbrook reunion zion looking skinny and more (laughs) keep it locked it's the plug and
0: before we get into this week's episode of the hoop plug a brief message from our sponsors the good people over at evanalexandergrooming.com that's right You already know, you heard it here, not first, but you heard it here the best. You know what I'm saying? And make sure when you get to that website, you know what I'm saying? The hairline looking low, beard not looking tight, you know what I'm saying? Skin looking weak. Whatever it is that you need, they're close to the hoop plug because they got you, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's evanalexandergrooming.com. Ty, let them know what to do. Once you get there, just make
1: sure you guys use that promo code hoop underscore plug underscore at checkout. A friend of Evan Alexander Grooming is a friend of the Hoop Plug Podcast, so make sure you guys run that up.
0: With that said, let's get into today's show. Yes, sir. Starting off, you know what I'm saying? Similar place that we left off. Shy town baby. We talking about Lonzo, you know what I'm saying? And this time, the news ain't so positive. You know what I mean? Lonzo's injury bug has been one that we're all familiar with, especially us Bull fans. Hit us right Right in the heart, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. You know, Lonzo Ball at whatever he is mid to late twenties is just like an old man. You know, he's saying simple tasks like walking up the stairs has become painful for him. It's it's crazy. Yeah, he can't run, he can't jump, if he can't walk up the stairs, I guess that's a given.
1: But man, yeah. <laughs> what does that Chicago Bulls medical staff have against young promising point guards? I, I don't know. Derrick Rose. They shot him up. Lonzo Ball,
0: just the next one in line, I guess. Damn. Why is it that our young stars always get a (laughs) shitty first shoe, man? Mm. It's always always the case, bro, because it's not the Bulls. You know what I mean? Obviously, we had MJ. You know what I'm saying? We had Pippen. You know? Um, The list thins out after that, right? But um, with that being being said, though, D-Rose, Lonzo, man, you know, the shoes that they had when they came into the league... Absolutely ruined them. I mean those Derek Rose addy zeros or whatever it was he was wearing when he destroyed his ACL twice. Like articles have come out of how bad of a basketball shoe they were. No ankle protection, bulky, no support. Uh yeah, I guess it basically caused your MCLs to tear. I don't know. Um and we all know about the Zoe ones. I mean, I don't need to speak about the big baller brand sneaks. I don't need to speak about the big baller brand at all, really, you know? That's fair, that's fair. And I can tell you for a fact those Derrick
1: Rose first shoes were awful. <laughs> my big toe definitely punched through like I was <laughs> Derrick Rose trying to get to the cup. Like that shit was crazy. And it didn't take me too long to run through them, yeah. but I am going to take it right back to the triple B's because my man, LeVar ball actually called it. He he was critical of Lonzo rehabbing so quickly last season. It was two weeks after the meniscus tear. And yeah. th- this man was running again, trying to make a comeback in time for the playoffs and obviously hindsight 2020 is not looking like that was the right move because it looks like we're on the second surgery from the same injury and he's still not even close to being back
0: yeah again as we mentioned earlier the guy can't even walk up a set of stairs how do we expect him to full court alley-oop to one of his guys man come (laughs) on like it's looking slow and you mentioned it right um You know, you see it where these guys who play a big role in their team, just like Lonzo does, they they rush back, you know, even if they're not at 100%. And I mean, to be quite frank, maybe a shot does got to go at the Chicago Bulls staff because they did the same thing with D. Rose. Again, not comparable uh, roles at all. D. Rose was the league's MVP around that time. So the fact that. I get kind of pushing Derrick Rose back into the playoffs, but at that point when they did that, it didn't make sense. They rushed him back. More injuries happened. I mean, it seems like the same thing is happen- happening here with Lonzo. So, you know, it, it's tough, man. It's tough because it's like the little time that he spent on the court was absolutely beautiful. You know, you go through his highlight yeah. reel from last season, it's just like Lonzo is him. Uh-uh, put the double pistols back. You know what I'm saying? Keep him locked. So, Hate yeah. to see it, man. Get well soon, Lonzo. We want to see you on the court,
1: and the Bulls going to need you. All right. So, uh, yo, moving on. If there was a one team I wanted to hear from after this offseason on media day with all the drama that has ensued, I don't know if you can remember far enough, but last year that was the Sixers. You know, Ben Simmons was holding out saying <laughs> he wasn't going to ball for the Sixers, yep. and he ended up not playing ball for the Sixers. But this year that team, that squad, that star – was Kevin Durant's Brooklyn Nets. And uh, they did not disappoint. We had Steve Nash being peppered on why he still has a job. And Steve (laughs) Nash said, families go through things like this. You go through adversity. You go through disagreements. It's all part of the process. And while Steve Nash is right, I'm not going to hate on that comment. He's got his work cut out for him, bro. (laughs) For a good coach, this would be a tough job. But for Steve Nash, he ain't exactly Phil
0: Jackson. This is going to be a, <laughs> this is going to be a difficult difficult 82 games. Yeah, dog, and that's that's a toxic dad quote if I've ever seen one. <laughs> that's just like backed into a corner like, yeah, it's a family affair. I beat the wife and kids, you know, but we're going to get through it. Like, Steve, <laughs> Steve Nash, like, was basically just like, uh, let me think of an excuse good enough right now. Because really and truly, it's not like he's instilling any plays. He's not putting it into a style of play. His style of play is Kyrie Iso, KD Iso, probably have Ben Simmons do it now. You know, hey, go stand in the paint or something. Get your offensive rebound because, you know, we know you're not spreading the floor, you know. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Steve Nash has a lot to prove. I think it's funny, though, right? It's like, how do you ask a man, hey, why are you still here, basically? And for the most part, not in those words, those were the questions that were being flung at him, you know?
1: Yeah, some of these reporters were getting disrespectful. I don't know if it was that layoff. They forgot how to ask questions in a respectful manner. I saw someone ask Russell Westbrook pretty much like, "Uh, you said that you're committed to the Lakers. Uh, how does it feel knowing that the Lakers might not be committed to you? I was like, damn, bro. Is it- It's day one. (laughs) (laughs) But back to Steve Nash, man. Tough job. Like, look at all the things he has to do. He has to integrate Ben Simmons into this offense, a guy that has mental health issues, which I'm not criticizing him for, but he's saying we're a real part of his struggles for the last two years. And a hesitancy hesitancy to do the most prominent shot in the game today, shoot threes, all right? You got to find a defensive identity. This is a team with no soul. No soul, I tell you, last year. And to find an offense, which you thought would have been the easy part, but as you just mentioned, really fell flat on his face. So that's a lot, and those aren't really, like, fixing up around the edges. That is the heart and soul of a team that Steve Nash needs to fix now. Um, So, like I said, not an easy job for Mr. Nash. Yeah, and I think really,
0: man, um, so keyword, right, was no soul, no identity, right? There's nothing to really hang your hat on. You know what I mean? Again, barring that you have two of the best players in the league today – his team was literally horrible, you know? Again, the injury bug bit him a little bit, but, man, Steve Nash has got a tough road ahead of him. You know, he has one of the greatest basketball minds we know as a player. Let's see if maybe it takes year three for it to translate as a coach.
1: Yeah, and I, I said I was going to be a Nets fan. I haven't been doing that good a job at it. You know, my <laughs> boy Malcolm just called me on it the other day. He was like, I thought you were rocking with us. I was like, I'm trying. I'm just not that good <laughs> at it yet.
0: But I'm gonna do better y'all. I'm gonna do better that Nation. I got y'all. Ty, speaking of having <laughs> something to hang your hat on, man, you're the most loyal Knicks fan ever. That's, that's something to hang your hat on, bro. don't don't be apologetic for not being a bandwagon <laughs> fan, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like you, you you'll get there, you know what I mean, it's easy to cheer for them when when the Knicks are not in the playoffs or they're not around, you know what I mean? But uh you you, you take your time. <laughs> you <laughs> man, know, speaking of taking time. It's been a long road for
1: Mr. Jello Ball to get to the NBA. And while he's not quite there yet, it was a sign of a big step for Leangelo getting a training camp invite with the Charlotte Hornets. Yes, the Ball brothers are reunited, two of the three at least, down in Charlotte to play for Michael Jordan's Hornets.
0: It's a feel-good story, you know what I mean? So far, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen. Let's see if he can work hard enough to make the roster. But that'll be exciting, huh? I mean, you'll basically have three brothers in the league, just like with the the Kumpo. So that's going to be a cool story. The big baller bland, brand, and I mean LeVar, really, you know, um, it's a testament to him. You may hate him, you may love him. But at the end of the day, the guy was a great dad, raised his kids in a climate like this in America, Four black kids, you know what I'm saying? Black people in general. Like, he was able to bring three of his boys into the league. And that's the thing about it. You may, He he might be able to see the future when it comes to that because he's called it from years ago, you know? That's facts. That's facts. It's,
1: what, it's impressive. You can't take anything away from what LeVar Ball has been able to do for his kids. And that's generational wealth that he's just brought to his family. So so that's props to that. But facts. Back to jell man, I hope he's just not here for a few pictures and to be a warm body at training camp. I hope that's not all this is going to end up as, even though I think that's the, the more likely scenario. I mean, he played in the G League for the Swarm last year. He didn't really have that good of a year, but I'd, I'd really like to see him get a real shot. I've said it before. I'm saying it again. He showed some real promise this summer, and I want to see him build on that is a guy that just got thrown off his path to the NBA when he made a mistake at 18 years old over in them sunglasses shop in China. And um, he puts up some good college stats. He's on his way, but he missed out on the opportunity to play at UCLA, missed out on the opportunity to play at all that year, and it's really ended up holding him back.
0: Yep, that's facts, bro. And I mean, if you look at it right, for the most part, the two front courts uh excuse me the two backcourt guys here that started lamello ball and terry rosier um it's it's pretty competitive i mean he's basically going out for you know james book night spot there's this guy named scotty lewis i mean it's possible but he's gonna have to really hoop you know what i mean he's gonna have to really play well and we know liangelo can right Um, of the three ball brothers he's the most adept at scoring the rock right and we know he can do it from all three levels he can do it without the ball being in his hand i mean we saw that spread i believe was in the summer league last year where he was looking like mini clay you know i mean everything he touched was going up and it was going down you know so um we know he has that ability to do that i think if this is the league 10 years ago where there was still roles for specialists, you know what I mean? You had the Steve Novak's of the world and those kind of guys, right, who just came in to spread the floor, stand in the corner, and shoot an open three. He would already be in the league, you know, given that the level of talent... If you notice something, right, think about it. There are no longer specialists in the league. You have to be able to do everything. P.J. Tucker is one guy who might come to mind where he's just defense, but he's able to hold his own in other aspects of the floor to still be able to be there. He can shoot the three well enough to be there, you know, so... That's something that, that people have, have actually forgotten about, you know? You don't have a bum who can shoot a three, or you don't have a bum who all he's in there to do is play defense and rebound, right? So everyone's able to do everything, and I say all that to say this. LiAngelo's got a shot, but it can't be the glasses-stealing, <laughs> China-overnighting, <laughs> you know, yeah, LiAngelo. Yeah, he's got
1: to be perfect. He's got to be perfect for what Leangelo ball is, and, and that's not a 25-10 and 10 guy, but that is, like you said, a sniper. That can do some things, run the floor, and yeah. be a productive basketball player. I I think he's capable. It's just a matter of opportunity and work. And I, I think he's putting in the work. So it's just waiting Facts. on an opportunity. I am gonna push back a little bit. I think there still are specialists, but in the up and down game that is the NBA today, you still gotta be able to get up and down. You still gotta be able to run. So like I, I see some guys like uh what's his name in Miami? Uh Duncan
0: Robinson, right? I see, guys. Okay, like, fair, fair. He doesn't do much else.
1: Yeah, there, there's a few guys. There's definitely a lot less because yeah. just if you're a fossil, but you can shoot, <laughs> they're gonna leave you on that
0: one side of the half court. Like th- this game is moving. Yeah, it's true, bro. It's true. So, uh, like you mentioned, yeah, you're right. I that does play. I think the biggest part of it, yeah, is the ability to get up and down the floor. So, yeah, that makes sense.
1: All right, so him new. And first-time head coach for the prestigious, the iconic Los Angeles Lakers has been effusive in his praise at every opportunity for his lead guard, Russell Westbrook, this offseason. He's been so praising, so complimentary. You might wonder if he even watched Russell Westbrook play basketball (laughs) last year. But it looks like, on media day at least, Russ is taking the same approach. It's just a love affair. He loves Pat Beverly. He loves Darvin Ham. He loves it all. Because Russell Westbrook came back and he said, and I quote, I'm all in on whatever it takes for this team to win. I'm prepared for whatever comes my way. That's a change
0: in attitude from the future Hall of Famer, Russell Westbrook. I'm going to tell you what happened. I think Melo, he called up Russ. Mm. He said, Russ, man, I've been here before, bro. (laughs) Hey it's either, it's either you know, give it up or you're <laughs> out of here. You know what I mean? So I suggest you become team first, you know? So, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but this is quite surprising to hear from Russell Westbrook. All the things you would have expected, you know, to be are just not the case, you know, um, new coach coming in, praising him. Russ loves him. As you mentioned, Pat Beb getting some love, you know, and uh, just in general, man, the team first mentality, like we know Russ – is all about getting mine. So for him to come out and say that, I think it takes, it's a big step in the right direction, but let's see if his, you know, play on the court actually translates to that. Cause at the end of the day, we know what we're going to get. Russell Westbrook, hundred miles an hour, but we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Facts, facts. I'm with you right there. Cause it's easy to be rah, rah, positive team
1: first guy before a game has been played. But after you lose (laughs) a couple, goes talking about bringing you off the bench Skip Talk calling you Russell Westbrick. Let's see yeah. if you keep that same energy. That's going to be the real test. So it's nice to say it now, and I think it's a good sign too.
0: But let's see if you can keep that same energy. <laughs> uh, moving on, man. One of my favorite guys in the league. My boy, Zion Williamson. You know what I'm saying? All the jokes, you know, mm. all, all the comedy sent his way about him being overweight about, you know, getting paid 85 mil to eat chicken, you know, or whatever it is that he's eating, you know. Simon, he clapped back. Mm. He came back this media day looking like a different person. Ty, break it down for us, bro. Yo, this
1: man is not Zion Williamson. I have not seen Zion this slim since before Duke. He looks at least 15 pounds lighter, but it could be like 30. Like, it yeah. literally could be 30. You can see it in his face. The cheeks are almost gone. He's he looking like a uh, handsome Squidward now, bro.
0: It's, <laughs> it's a night and day difference. It's facts, bro. My boy had the lineup, the ears pierced. I was like, is that Zion? <laughs> like, who is that right now, you know? Um, but yeah, man, love to see it. If you thought this guy could fly before when he mm. was carrying an extra 30 pounds... I can't wait to see him this season. He seems healthy. He shed the pounds. You know, we saw what he did in his limited run. I mean, his uh, this debut, right? He came off the bench late into the game. I think he ran off four or five threes and the game winner, like, like 15 Zion. 15
1: straight points. That's what it for was. his squad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just a physical thing. It's not just, oh, he looks 15 pounds lighter. Just listen to him talk, bro. He's saying he's quicker. He's faster.
0: He's jumping higher. I didn't Jeez. think that was possible, bro. <laughs> nah 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 this guy has got springs in his shoes and i don't know what are in his calves but that man flies you know and so the fact that he's again able to shed that weight he's saying he's quicker we haven't even seen it yet he put up 26 and 13 26 and 14 last time he was playing consistently think about that for a second
1: fly oh my man. pelicans
0: fly <laughs> <laughs> hey i guess this is the year the big man slimmed down all right let me yeah. just sit that. I mean,
1: he can't make Brandon Ingram look chunky. No, no, that's damn near impossible. But all right, bro. I don't know why he went there, but he evoked the name of the VI legend, TD, Timmy Duncan. His name was dropped on media day. Nikola Jokic came out and said he wants to be the Tim Duncan of the Denver Nuggets. He wants that type of run. He wants that type of success. He wants to put Denver on the map just kind of like Timmy did with the
0: small town San Antonio Spurs. Listen, this is a lot for me to say. We know where Tim Duncan currently stands, arguably the best power forward of all time, no doubt in the top 10 of all time. That's unquestionable. You know, where he may lie up there, people people will move him around, but he's up there, right? Nikola Jokic is well on his way to be able to make that statement true. I mean, some of the numbers that he's putting up is ridiculous, and I love me some Timmy D. But to be quite frank, what Jokic lacks up for in in, in that um, presence on the defensive end, which he has enough of a presence, right, with his boards and defense, but Timmy was an unstoppable on that side. He makes up for with assists, triple doubles. Like this guy, Jokic is a different beast. You know, what was that Kobe Bryant commercial a long time long time ago? Same animal, different beast. Is that what it oh, was? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. That and Kanye. One one of the greatest commercials of all time, right? So, sorry to get off topic. Uh, Don't sue us, Nike, or whoever it was. But, yeah, Jokic is well on his way to be able to complete that, man. I mean, without him, the Denver Nuggets would be irrelevant. I mean, you got a couple cats, Jamal Murray and the supporting cast, right? But Jokic really puts the team on his back night in and night out. And he doesn't really miss too much time for uh, injuries either. He's just consistently there, putting it in work. And, I mean, if that's one thing Tim Duncan was known for, it's consistency. So, Jokic well on yeah. his way to, to make that a true statement.
1: Big facts. And he's only 27 at that. Just had to look that up. But before you get on us, Jokic did say he admitted he needs to win first before he can call himself and put himself in that conversation. That's the biggest that's key fun. to this, right? The numbers are gaudy. They'll catch you, double take. Because what this man has been able to do, like – Tim Duncan could have scored more. But he wasn't doing what Jokic was doing. Jokic be filling that line up, my boy. Hefty 28 10 10. It's damn near like it. Like he's a phenomenal once in a generation offensive talent at that size at that skill. Man, the the last 2 years that he's just put together have been historic. Like end of story. So, yeah, it's going to take some winning and I do have my doubts about whether he can pull that off, because whenever you see him go against a juggernaut, a Steph Curry, a Kawhi, a LeBron, in the postseason, he's not looking like the same guy.
0: It's true. It's true. I mean, again, a lot of that is... I attest this to Kobe between 2005 and 2007, right? He just didn't have... I mean, again, Jamal Murray can be that guy. Gary Harris, you know, was was pretty good at times, you know, um, but... There's no pow to the Kobe, the Pippen, to the to the uh, Jordan, the James, Worthy, or Kareem with the Magic, or, or Magic to the Kareem in that first year, right? Um, I think Jokic needs that caliber of player because again, his numbers are gaudy, you know. But yeah. that's the big key, right? Because Tim Duncan was able to do that night in, night out, steal MVPs from the likes of Shaqs and who else, but also be one of the most, the biggest, consistent, best winners of all time. And you wonder. Um, because you, you look at
1: the the players in the West and, and you're thinking, how does he even pull that off, right? I think we both agree that's t- that's going to be tough for Denver to pull that off, even with the amount of talent that they have. We didn't even mention Michael Porter Jr. But is he just in the wrong era? Is he just, all right, he would have been great in the 90s, but this is just is not going to work now? The same way Allen Iverson, if you put him in the open space of today, he probably rips one off, but... It just wasn't the right time for him? Was he just in
0: the wrong era? Ty, what a beautiful question that you're posing. Because there's no doubt that if he was... If Jokic was drafted in 98, right, and played out through the mid-2000s, he would steal some rings from those guys, right? If you look at those years, I mean, the top teams were good. But you throw them on any of those competitors, bro, those teams become... Uh, you know all time teams. You know what I mean. Um, you throw him on the New Jersey Nets. Honestly, okay. No, Alonzo Mourning ain't doing nothing with that. <laughs> you, you don't. Th- <laughs> like, Admiral. Yeah, I, I
1: agree with you. I'm saying he 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 can't hold water with Jokic. I'm talking out there.
0: about. Think about it, Jason Kidd and Jokic. And again, this sounds crazy. I'm I'm about to sound like a madman, but they played against Kobe and Shaq. They wouldn't have gotten swept. That's for damn sure. You know. Um, again, Shaq is a different, different, different character, but I say all that to say this, man, I might be kind of out of my mind here a little bit, but Jokic is that good, you know, put him in the eighties. I mean, he's, he's a goat, put him in the seventies. He's a goat. You put him in the sixties, literally a goat. Like, you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, he has a complete offensive game. I, I think he really is actually a little underrated for how good he is on offense. Like, With KD and with Jokic, more than any other guys right now, okay, maybe Kyrie, you could put in this conversation. You look at their games on offense and you say there's nothing for their size that they can't do. Like, there's nothing you would want to add to Jokic. Not athleticism, not defense, but just offensively,
0: he is maxed out what he could be. complete package 99 on offense 100% and i'm glad that you mentioned those guys cuz 100% um it's very rare that you see that you know what i mean um but basically those three names probably could count the rest of the guys in the league on my hand on maybe on even on seven fingers right but can do whatever it is that they want on the offensive end whenever it is that they want on the offensive end and facts once you do that at the highest level of basketball in the entire world you're different <laughs> Speaking of different,
1: we we did give a comp to my boy, Evan Mobley, down in Cleveland. And we called him a young, maybe growing into this, Tim Duncan. And I saw him on media day. (laughs) Bro, can you believe this man? He must have been listening to the plug. Because he pulled up with the Timmy Duncan vintage Spurs goatee.
0: Y'all saw it. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure the burner account... I'm not Evan Mobley that's following us (laughs) is actually Evan Mobley. And he's had to have listened to the episode, right? He definitely at least saw the short because he pulled up looking. I mean, really, it was was Tim Duncan-esque. If he had jean shorts on and some sandals, I would have really been like, that's him. (laughs) It's him, (laughs) you know? The reincarnation. Oh, man.
1: That's funny. Yeah. All right, bro. We got to wrap it up here because we're going to talk about a certain young stud in the league. LaMelo Ball. It's time for year three. What do you do year one? Oh, just rookie of the year. What do you do year two? I don't know, just a light first all star appearance. And now we're asking, what's the next step in the young career of LaMelo Ball?
0: LaMelo Ball is interesting. You know what I mean? He's a great player, a better leader than you would expect. Immature, but mature on the floor, right? And this young well bunch, <laughs> thank you. This young bunch of guys that they have, what they lack for in prof- lack with, excuse me. Let me let me get this out right. What they lack in professionalism, they make up for tremendous. I mean, tremendous amounts of chemistry. Their big three, I, I would say, is you know Miles Bridges, Lamelo, and Te- and Scary Terry, Gordon Hayward's in the background. Like yeah, you know, I used to be good, um, but. The chemistry that this team has is insane. The Charlotte Hornets are like that niche, up and coming franchise right now. That like you you just love it. Ha- everyone has them as like their third or fourth team. You know what I mean? Maybe second. Some people got them as their first. Obviously, they were my
1: league pass squad. I
0: loved watching them last year. You know what I mean? So between the announcers, the new jerseys, they have one of the pr- the coolest arenas in my opinion, or at least floors in the league, right? The whole vibe, man. LaMelo was nice with it. You know, Miles Bridges is catching oops from 15 feet high. You know what I'm saying? Scary Terry's hitting game winners on Golden State. The team is solid. So the, the sky is the limit for this team. And really and truly, they're going to go as far as Lonzo Ball. Excuse me, Lonzo. Shytown. town But uh, they're really going to go as far as LaMelo Ball takes them. You know, he averaged great numbers last year. Wasn't able to do it with too much winning involved. But twenty and seven, you know, was rookie of the year with fifteen and six. Ty, what do you expect from Lamelo Ball this year? You know, and, I and I'm gonna hit to- you. i you with a two-part question. What do you expect from him this year, and what do you think it takes for him to win a win a championship, or at least let? Okay, let me not let me not get carried away. What do you think it takes for him to win an MVP? So let's let's. That's the two-part question.
1: Word. So I'll start with the expectations first. Twenty points just left the building because he's going to be locked up in a penitentiary somewhere in North Carolina. <laughs> Miles Bridges is not going to be playing, at least for the first half of this year. He's facing up to 11 years. <laughs> with Jesus that Christ, that's gap... So funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't feel bad for him at the same time. Yeah, yeah, same.
1: That's some opportunity, bro. He went from 15-6 and six year one to 20-7 and seven year two. I'm expecting another jump, especially with those points leaving. I want to see 24, 25 right in that area for LaMelo Ball year three. I think that's a good ascension. Adding five points per game each of the first three years would be no feat not worthy of recognition. I think the MVP status is at least one, two years away, and I'm not even sure if that's too kind. Yeah, I'm not even sure if he gets there because that's an elite class. And while his start has been tremendous... I did think the All Star nod was a little early, right? It took a couple injuries for him to get that nod, and yeah, while he was playing well, you said immature on the court with the maturity on the. I in, said immature, immature off the, off court, the court with, with the maturity, maturity on. I think he still needs to find a better feel of when he needs to go, and it's something that all the Ball brothers have struggled with. At least Lonzo definitely has on definitely. this level. It took him a long time
0: to realize when he needs to call his own number. And to well, be fair, he could still do a better job at it. So it's not like he's even made it there yet. Yeah, that's something LaMelo
1: needs to get better at, shot selection, um, because a lot of times he's in between taking very deep floaters. It's like, I don't know, bro. You could you could have thought of something better at the time. So... um <laughs> Yeah, LaMelo, I think he's going to get there, though. I'm not sure if he's ever going to be an
0: MVP, but he has a chance. He has a chance. I just need to see a little bit more. Facts. That's very fair. Very fair assumption. Um, I think some more time this third season is really going to give him an opportunity to get that experience to really understand where it is that he thrives. You know, get that basketball IQ up. Because a lot of these young cats, man, they're just out here hooping, bro. You know what I mean? Like, there ain't too much yeah. to it. It's like, oh, I'm going to hit this. Tell. They're yeah. not even thinking out there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah, I'm trying to look good for the highlights, really and truly, you know? So, um, he in his mind, he's like, yeah, I'm going to hit this deep float. Everyone's going to think I'm a god. I'm him, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I think you've, you've kind of dialed down the expectations, which is actually fair to LaMelo Ball, right? We know what he can do. I think he might have a slight increase in points. I think he might have a slight increase in assists. But for him to really get to that level that caliber of player he needs to surpass all expectations he needs to have a Julius Ju- Julius Julius Randle-esque season that Julius Randle had a couple years back where he just absolutely surprised everybody and it's like is that is that the same guy so again it's going to take LaMelo Ball 25 and 9 25 and 10 with wins you know 50 wins to really get into that conversation does he get there this season definitely not and the next couple season who's to say you know Thanks. All right, that's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. As always, guys, appreciate the love. Hoop Plug everywhere you go. Put some flavor in your ear. Peace. Peace.